Hey guys, and welcome back to Tina Rewitch Go the Hooligan. How's it been? How's it going? I'm here doing some work, doing what I gotta do, but I've been trying to find some time to make this episode because I did read a very, very fun story, and I think a lot of you guys would really superly enjoy. Uh, but I'll start with one that is like okay, but not like ooh, but it's okay. You know what I mean? So I was reading the Peaks of Delivery, uh, man, boy, go, uh, the Peaks of Delivery Man and the Golden Palace. Okay, the art, very pretty. It gives kind of muted pearl boy, like a very muted color scheme. But you know they look very very suspiciously similar. Still a good story though. That doesn't take away from, you know, the quality of the work. Uh, it has its funny moments, but it's more of a kind of a drama situation where one person's really, really broke and the other person's really, really rich. And one of them, the, you know, the poor guy is just working, working hard, hardcore, broke bitch status. And the other one is rich as fuck but with some mental health problems so it's okay overall eh, probably gonna continue reading because i'm almost i feel like it's the story's almost done because it's starting to get to that point where you kind of start getting that feeling you know what i mean so it's like oh it's okay but what i did read and i did kind of low-key enjoy is the use of a necktie it's finished it's done it's completed if you want to read it you can check it out it's only 30 chapters such a fast little read and it's a page turner because it's so freaking funny it's definitely a lot more simplified of an artwork but doesn't take away from the story um we meet our main character his name i think is um iha all right and he is low-key like a kind of like emotionally spoiled brat because he's attractive and he's never had like any problems like dating people or finding people to want him or whatever and now he's kind of not really put those days behind him but now he's like becoming a salary kid like a salary man you know he's trying to work up like the ladder he has his first like corporate job so he's feeling kind of good about himself and his friends are like, kind of dicks and also kind of look up to him because they're all kind of in the same boat. Except for one who's like his best friend who's a female. And she's kind of low-key shady, but I'm not going to get into that. So while he's walking home after like going to the bar with his friends, he ends up looking in like one of the shallow corners and sees like this really like buff dude was having some uh, sexual encounters of sorts in the back of an alley getting totally dommed by a less buffer dude and it's like some rough BDSM in the middle of an alleyway uh, but later he kind of realizes like oh shit I think that's my boss so yeah really freaking funny um he goes to work and he's not as great as he wish he would have been well he kind of gets called out by his boss who's also very much admired by everybody he's fit 
he's attractive he's sweet he's soft-spoken but still tough in his own way like still kind of a hard ass and like Loki Edith's kind of jealous of him oh by the way his name's like chief deputy whatever blah 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 I'm just gonna call him boss man so he kind of starts wanting to put this over his head it also kind of wants to try a little bit of that and Ida is known for being like bisexual I guess in this case scenario he's not particularly opposed to anything and he's dated men and women so he's kind of chill about all that shit he doesn't care about it it's just the fact that it's his boss it's kind of like ooh it's different so he takes his boss out to like the roof after like a particularly harsh day of him failing um and he tries to threaten the boss like oh i'm gonna let your secret out or whatever and he basically calls him out it's like oh i guess you want to try some of this huh and you know i couldn't really deny it so they're like okay fine meet me at this hotel room and then he puts it on him. the boss man puts it on him like like it's love it is love and this guy just boof loses his absolute shit and it's like this is this is the best i'm so attracted to this this is so great i need more i need more i need more so now our normal asshole playboy is the one doing the chasing so it's kind of like a reverse you know for him it is great honestly <laughs> i think you guys should check it out i think it's fun read and if you like that big sub dynamic or big bottom dynamic he's a power bottom he's a total power bottom um but yeah if you're into it then that's the thing for you check it out i, I think i'm starting to have fucking categories now jesus so much i've read but let's talk about the cream of the crop what i've really been wanting to talk about and i have i need somebody to talk about this with so the king's the kong's yinsu okay do i know what that means absolutely not i have no idea but yinsu is our lead's name and i just want you to okay 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 we're gonna have some time we're gonna have some girl time right now grab a bottle of wine a a fucking beer daiquiri i don't care what the fuck you grab but grab something because it's about to be like a fucking story up in here Let's start with Han Hinsu. Yan Hinsu is like attractive, young, outed man. He is pure gay. He is pure proud. He's never considered dating women. He's confident in himself and he's ready and down to fuck. By the way, his parents are pretty well off. They do pretty well for themselves. His mom is a lawyer. His dad is, I forgot what the fuck he is, a professor or something like that. So he's he's doing pretty good for himself. He's Gucci. Uh, he went to study overseas in America, and when he came back, he kind of fell in love with a Chernobyl family um, guy, and he wasn't known the, the the family that he the family guy that he married wasn't known for particularly being gay. His name was Kong. Kong. Kong wasn't known for being gay. But he came out to his dad and was like, hey, dad, like, this is my man's 
I love him and I want you to kind of accept him to the family. Mind you, the dad is not having that. He's just like, I didn't even know this was a thing for you. When when did you become gay? And he's just like, you just have to accept my love. And so he, it takes him a very long time to kind of warm up to him. By the way, like Kong's and Yisu relationship isn't perfect. It definitely has its ups and downs, especially when Yinsu ends up moving into the family home like a wife basically and he takes on like the wifely duties the dad is kind of still like against him but eventually I think it's within the course of a year or something he ends up kind of warming up to him it's like oh Tosabeke you know what like he knows how to make my food the way I like it he knows how to make my tea he keeps the house clean mind you he's not really working he's just like basically a housewife a man housewife and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that and in fact the grandfather starts kind of being like oh the, the, the father not the grandfather sorry the father starts being like okay you know what this isn't too bad like fine I guess he can like stay here but but something about the father starting to accept him ends up turning Kong off which is kind of really fucked up if you if you think about it, right? So I I think it is the, I think it's the reason. I'm a, I'm a theorize with you guys cuz I feel like there's a reason why and I feel like the dad's part of it. I think he was trying to get back at his dad being like a spoiled little bitch because uh him and his dad have a very rocky relationship father-in-law his, I think his name is yeah Goonman Goonman yeah his father Goonman and him have a rocky relationship because he kind of blames his dad like Kong brings him his, his dad for the reason that his mom is no longer alive because his mom had a car accident because she drove off once he had an, like um the dad had an argument with her and you know she had got into a car accident and she passed away and i guess he held a lot of resentment towards him because of it and poor you know goodman ended up uh goodman yeah ended up alone just kind of fucked up in the head very picky very kind of miserable in his own little way you know when you fucked up with everyone and now you're just kind of like low-key alone like yeah that, that's him it's kind of sad but you don't get that from the beginning you kind of just get that oh he's a homophobe and the center for like you get all the negative traits first which i respect and like i like a character who has a like i enjoy a perfect character don't get me wrong but i also enjoy like a very flawed individual one of my favorite reads is actually like catcher in the rye because he's just so fucked up and flawed regardless of that though he is living his life with his father-in-law and you know the father-in-law's warming up to him like i said before but something in his head flips for kong and all of a sudden he comes home with another woman to basically say i'm leaving you and like isn't this what you wanted dad 
basically trying to throw it in his father's face and his father's now pissed because he's like bro like i got used to you know yisu over there and now you're telling me like you're running away with the lady and he, you know it kind of gets to the point where there's some domestic violence because his dad is actually violent too like he definitely slaps people around and stuff like that like his family members and even like his son-in-law <laughs> It, it's problematic but i guess you know it does happen and um people with old mentalities do old people shit i guess so a fight kind of ensues and the dad ends up trying to slap his his son but he ends uh but yinsu kind of jumps in the way and it's like you know what i just want him to be happy and if he has to go then let him go and you know even the father is kind of pissed off about this he's like bro like you're a man like how could you do this like get angry and instead Yusu just gets kind of sad because he sees like the love of his life kind of fading on him he noticed it was happening but he just couldn't say anything or do anything and I think that's like so sad and also so strong of him like it's just so such character to be like I want you to be happy even if it makes me miserable go go do your thing even if it kills me and that's just it breaks my heart like it really does like it was it was supposed to be drawn funny but it really did break my heart a little bit and then you kind of see him like pack his shit and go back to his parents house yeah he goes back to his mom's place and you could see him feel kind of dejected with his life but his parents welcome him with open arms and they're pissed off about his ex-boyfriend like fuck this dude like he really did that to you that's fucked up by the way everyone knows he's gay and his parents weren't very openly accepting at the beginning but they kind of warmed up to him with enough money and bribes they kind of was like oh okay it's fine but they try to go get after him but he kind of stops them and say like, hey like i just want to move on with my life i want to be happy and like that that took me out like i was just like that's it i love him you know what i mean <laughs> like, i'm gonna start over again i'm gonna make my life for me and they're like you know what like here's what we'll do we're thinking about like downsizing anyways the parents are like we think we're downsize anyways why don't you take over the lease of this house you know uh we'll sit give you some money on the side so you can just work your way up and he's like no like you guys don't have to do that they're like come on we're gonna do it anyways like let's just just do what we gotta do like we don't want you to be just miserable hauled up in your room we want you to live your life and not let this stop you or make you feel any kind of way about yourself so a like a plus for supporting parents like literally a plus mind you the dad is still kind of the the father-in-law gunman is trying to keep him in there he's trying to keep him to stay but he kind of rejects like nah i don't want to stay here i want to go home to my family when he realized that wasn't working he decided to have his like company men uh abduct him mind you i think i think i mentioned that you know the junman family is rich they're like the chernobyls like yeah they have a lot of fucking money and they run like a good amount of companies like they have money money so they kind of just abducted him and stuck him back to the house and they're like 
He's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Why are you doing this to me? Like, well, you know, the boss man, the dad, father-in-law, hasn't been eating. He doesn't want to eat. He doesn't like the housekeepers. He's been very upset. And we need you to make things better. Like, come on. Like, we'll pay you to just be a housemaker at this point. Just stay here. Just stay with him. And he kind of feels some tinge of sympathy. Because he's like, bro, like, I know this guy for like a while now fine and he made him his favorite tea and his favorite dinner and at first you see his like grumpy little face like the old man's grumpy face but he scarfs down that fucking food (laughs) he scarfs that bitch down like it's the best thing he's ever tasted in his life and after that he's like i want you to stay here i want you to stay as my housekeeper and he's like no i'm good and he's like you know what i want you to be basically my son-in-law and he's like bro like i want you to be my actual son i want to adopt you as my son and he's like bro like now nah, that i'm gucci but then he brings over like a contract and the contract has a full ton of money and he's like oh well no i guess you just bought my fucking loyalty then sure i'll sign this bitch but he's like okay but one thing is you're gonna have to run the company like my son did and he's like okay fine he's like it's only like a two-year kind of contract situation and after that you basically become my sole heir because that guy doesn't just my actual son doesn't deserve it he's a piece of shit from what he did and i don't like that i'm a real family man and even though i don't agree with this lifestyle choice that he made he made them and he has to see things through which all in all i'm not gonna lie high key respect for really sitting there being like yo my son did you dirty and he was wrong for that. But thank you anyways for being with him. You know what I mean? Like, that takes a lot. Especially uh, someone who really isn't into gaming. You know? <laughs> and it's like, that's legal and that's terrible. You know what I mean? Like, it, it shows a little badge. A little bit of a redemption. A little bit like a teeny, like a grain of redemption <laughs> in his whole fucking story. Girl, I hope you have something to drink because this is tea time. You know, let me make some tea while I'm talking about this. Um, I'll be back. Give a I'm back. Uh, anything after this at this point is just a spoiler. So if you don't want to hear it, then this is the time for you to go. Sorry, miss ya. Bye. But if you're here, anyways, let's continue. So our dude takes a deal because he can't say no and just ends up going for work for two years with him it's like sure whatever and when he walks to the office the first thing he notices is how kind of outdated everything is at least in compared to how things are in like in more modern companies he finds this to be kind of strange but he doesn't really think too much about it because now they're treating him like basically like freaking corporate royalty but there are some rumors flying around about him saying that the father-in-law seduced like the you know the um kong and that he also seduced the father-in-law and that's why he's staying there he tries to brush off most of the rumors and like whatever like it doesn't even matter like that's not even true but then he kind of starts thinking about it he's like maybe people do see it this way even though that's not the case scenario he's like fuck what do i even do here so he starts noticing that the position is kind of 
low-key nepotism bullshit because there's nothing for him to really really do and his office is like the best office and he's really loving like the luxurious lifestyle he's getting to live right now but he's kind of low-key feeling a little guilty about it because like what is there to do what am i what is my role here like this is all based on nepotism which is kind of great that he like admits it and it's like yeah this is all just bullshit this is some like a rich guy trashery that like lifestyle that we're living right now and that's not that shouldn't be normal but like it is what it is at this point so he ends up being called by kong into the kong excuse me the father-in-law junman um just gotta call him father-in-law or fil if you hear those you know it's just father-in-law fuck it so he gets called into the father-in-law's office which is the head office and he goes in there and the father's like where's my proposal and he's like proposal what are you talking about he's like do you do nothing all day go back and bring me a proposal so he goes back he's in his office not knowing what the fuck to do he's like okay well i guess the only thing i really know is what's for dinner so he makes a dinner proposal <laughs> which the father-in-law at first he thinks he's gonna take it badly but he takes it really well he's like this is fucking funny as fuck 10 out of 10 i love it i love the idea and he kind of goes for it and then after that he kind of starts feeling like a bit guilty like uh Yunsu just feeling guilty like uh what am I doing here this whole thing is a joke and that's when he kind of gets bombarded by the employees of his like department and which is like a fucking editing department I don't I'm not exactly sure what department it is but they're like hey like we heard that you were able to get a proposal through for you know the the chairman if you can can you also like put can we put into proposals and he's like oh um you know i'll i'll definitely try these people lose their shit they're like finally we're getting something to do like we've been like blacklisted for a very long time like thank you so much they're so excited they're like we're gonna do overtime it's gonna be so great we're gonna feel like real employees again because there's nothing worse than feeling like shit at your job and then you know you're not doing shit you know what i mean so he goes so they go for it the next day he comes back to like stacks of proposals and he's like damn what the fuck is this and they're like no we totally got you we're gonna well we're gonna like narrow it down to like the best ideas we're gonna have like one of the managers take his actual role in this apartment which made him super happy because the dude's like yes finally i'm i'm back working i feel like a person again (laughs) which is you know definitely adorbs and i feel that there's nothing worse um so he's still stuck with a bunch of paperwork and then uh the father-in-law calls him in and it's like hey like you got another post for me and he rejects it he rejects uh yansu rejects going into his office this immediately pisses him off like what the fuck is this he goes over there and he sees him actually working and he's like, oh, you actually took this job seriously. And he's like, yeah, I'm busy working. And that kind of like cheers him up a bit. Cause he's like, oh, so you're like, not only are you a great cook, a great housemaker, you know, reliable, but you also care about the company. And that kind of like softens them up 
just a teensy bit more. And then we start getting a little bit into um, the father-in-law's background. And like I said, his wife died in a car accident. But he's struggling a lot with his later age. And not just his, not necessarily the age, but like the loneliness that comes from being a grumpy old rich man. And how some people only want him for his money. And he's just like, you know, kind of just trying to keep Yinsu around. He loves his company and is trying to keep him around. So he's like, you know what? I got to fix him. And quote unquote, to fix him is to make him straight so that he will have a family and he won't leave him. It's, I I get the motivation. (laughs) It's fucked up. But I also kind of feel really bad. You know, this is really, it's really good at playing ages and stages in life like this is really good for specifically that like honestly it's amazing um so he's living and he's like you know what i know how to do this i'm gonna make him straight so he makes him kind of forces him into watching like gay porn like not gay porn uh straight porn and he's like write a report on it in the morning whatever so our dude says okay you want to make me do this gotti mind you he doesn't know why he's doing this like gotti you just want to make my life miserable gotti i got you it's only two years it'll be fine and so he does it he does a report but he makes it about why gay sex is better than straight sex uh, and how the porn industry is like like bad and shit it's it's correct but kind of funny that his expectations still shattered. And now this guy is pissed. He's like, now, you fuck with me for the last time. My boy, you try to outsmart me. You try to outwit me. I don't fucking think so. So he's like, you want to, uh, so he's like, you know what? I'm quitting. I'm tired of this. He makes him try to do it again or whatever. And he's like, why would I do this? Why would I even do that at all? And he's like, well, because your dad has uh, stakes in our technology company, stocks in our technology company. And we could just make that all fucking go away. We could disband that shit tomorrow. And your dad loses his whole investment and his whole life savings. And that kind of puts him in his place. And Deontay's is like, okay, yeah, I, I see who I'm dealing with now. Fuck you, but let me just do that real quick. So <laughs> this guy is working during the day, working at night. He's exhausted constantly. And at one point, he starts like not being able to catch up with this like the home stuff and he's like fine and the dad's like fine if you can't catch up just uh we'll hire a like a like a housekeeper which is so rare for him because he like i said doesn't do well with housekeepers but for him he's willing to make that kind of sacrifice and change it's cute but obviously he starts to see that the exhaustion take over and he's like okay well this isn't working I really don't want him to leave. There has to be an alternative way. And he's like, maybe, maybe he just hasn't gotten no punani. So he takes him to like basically a fucking whorehouse. And <laughs> by this time, he, uh, Yansu kind of realizes that, you know, father-in-law is actually kind of attractive. Like he's, he literally looks exactly like Kong just like 25 years in the future right a little older but he's like damn like he look he's looking kind of nice he reminds me of him right 
Which, of course, this is sad, so he probably should. But he kind of leaves it at that. He's just like, nah, like, that's fucking weird. He's a fucking dick. I'm not doing that. So, <laughs> but when he's exhausted, um, he takes it to a whorehouse. And this dude is, like, trying to get him, like, the, the most, like, prestigious ones there are. And he's like, my dick is soft. I'm not getting it up. Like, it's not going to work for me. This is not it for me. And at this point, you know, the father-in-law gets fed up and is like, how, how are you not, how are you not turned on? Like, literally, how are you not turned on by this? He's like, I'm soft. Look at me. He's like, okay, fine. The father's like, okay, fine. If you're really gay, then come here and suck my dick, basically. And this takes him back. Like, obviously, this is just like a, whoa, we went from, like, we were over, not not zero to 100, because we were already at 100. You're in a whorehouse. He's basically, like, paying for whores for you. You're turning them down. <laughs> and now he's only at 60. That is, that is classic. That is wonderfully funny. And he's like, and then he also couldn't do it. He was like, no, bro. Like, this is, this is too much. You're my father-in-law. Get the fuck out of here. Like, no. He's like, I told you you weren't gay. I told you. He's like, you just need more, like, basically, more bitches to your liking. And he just kind of slaps. Like, Yuzu kind of snaps. He's like, I haven't been able to sleep. I've been working nonstop around the fucking clock. I need to rest. And if this is what it takes to show him that it that I'm gay, that I'm actually fucking gay, and then yes, I was actually fucking his son. Fine. So be it. So he gives him that Glock Glock 3000. <laughs> and mind you, he's just gigantic. Um, Of course, because it's, this is BL. So he's going to be <laughs> well endowed and very well shaped. So he gives him that head. This guy's like going to space and yeah, dad's actually turned on by this, which I'm like, sus, mm, that homophobia is coming back at you, my guy. Uh, nice. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> and after that, he kind of just like backs away a bit, like. Because he's going through a whole, like, mental thing. Like, oh, he really did it. Like, he wasn't joking. Like, this is for reals. This is for real, for real. And he feels kind of awkward around him. But he still wants to fix him. Because, of course, he doesn't want to be lonely. So, now in the head of Yensu, he sees father-in-law as more than just a nagging old man who controls a lot of money but he now sees him as a potential sexual partner and my boy goes in my boy gets up he dresses up he puts on his like little ro- sexy robe he prances into this man's room and locks the door behind him and sabe, he went Mm-mm-mm, in for it and at first at first, um, this is the toxic part. The father's like, father-in-law's like, no, no. But then, you know, Yunsu's like, then why is your dick hard? Huh? Suspicious. Very suspicious. And he, it's already established at this point that the father-in-law does see um, Yunsu as very, very handsome, beautiful, and, like, worthy 
of his like time and attention. So there's already that dynamic underneath it. So after much coercion and uh, much sexual actions, father-in-law does in fact jump on board. And now we have this interesting dynamic of I'm not gay, but I want to f- this dude. And this is just it. This is where it's left off so far. When I'm telling you, I'm screaming internally. This story was full of fucking twists and turns. It was fucking hilarious. Yes, some things I saw coming, but the way that it ended out, the description of ages and stages of life, very wonderful storytelling. I am absolutely enjoying this. I hope this goes up to like 80 chapters. I'm so, I'm so in for their writing. It's so fucking funny. I was laughing and giggling like a fucking motherfucker for hours reading this shit. Because <laughs> I kept going back and rereading this. I was like, no. Literally the amount of times I had to like run away from this book. Like it's not my own cell phone. <laughs> Honestly, there are two books that I would rather like, I, if, like two mon ones that I would like buy physically. It would have to be this one and Sign. Sign is my favorite, my absolute favorite. Um, of all time, like I said, but this one, this one's great. There's a couple of ones that I'm actually like, if I had the opportunity to like buy in English, I would, I definitely would. But anyways, that's that for now. I'm gonna let you go. Cause I'm still technically working and I've been typing the whole time. Um, let me get back to focus But for now. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.